Hi there, it's Gabor here with Create English on Ripollet Radio. All right, it's good to talk to you again. Here we are in January. Hope your year has started well. And let's see what we have for today. As usual, you will find my notes at createenglish.com slash podcast with the episode description, Create English, just like the name of this program. Let's get started for today. There's a couple of things uh, we're going to talk about. Uh, how to improve and how to practice your speaking, individual speaking practice. Okay, this is useful for any time you need to prepare a presentation or you need to prepare some speaking where you have some time to work on it on your own. Then we're going to look at vocabulary and pronunciation and we're going to focus on something that is, uh, you know, very timely now about energy, related to energy and it's uh, solar energy. So we're going to be looking at some vocabulary related to solar energy and check some words, actually quite a few words, and their pronunciation, okay? And depending on how much time we have left today, I would also like to talk about how to give opinion in a meeting. So we're going to look at some expressions, how to use them, how to pronounce them, and how to use them to express opinion. Okay, so that's the plan, and let's get started. So the first thing I want to talk about is something that might sound like, you know, kind of common sense, like, yes, of course, but still I find that not too many people do it. And this is for those people who don't live in a country where the language that you're learning is spoken. In other words, if you are learning English, but you're not living in an English-speaking country, then this tip that I'm going to explain applies to more than to those people who live in the country where the language that they're learning is spoken. And the reason for that is because they are immersed in that language. That means they are listening to that language in the street, in the shops, at work, etc. Not only in the classroom. So they have a lot more opportunities to practice speaking. Now, if you're not living in a country where your preferred language that you're learning is spoken, then you need to do a couple of things in order to keep your speaking you know, going and, and, and improve it. You need to find the opportunities to speak. Now, one of these opportunities is to practice on your own. Practice some speaking parts on your own. And my tip when you do this is this one. Slow down when practicing. A very common mistake I see from students and learners is that they just don't slow down. And what happens when you don't slow down is that you don't give yourself time to process all the things that you need to pay attention to. And the uh, a similar you know, way of training is what musicians do. 
Or you don't even have to be a musician for this. Simply, if you have ever studied any instrument, then you'll probably remember that practicing should be done slowly at the beginning. And the same thing goes for language, because language is really a coordination of different things that you need to pay attention to and do. And of course, producing the sound is just one part of it. But there's a lot more included, like thinking, you know, the grammar, the vocabulary, um, the pronunciation, and then actually producing the sound and saying the words and the expressions and combining them. All this coordination requires a lot of attention at the beginning. Just think of, like, another example, driving, for example. So when you're learning how to drive, you really have to focus on each element in an isolated form first, you know, uh, especially if you drive a manual car. But in any case, there's a lot of things to coordinate, you know. And so at the beginning, it's really slow. You need to think before you do whatever you need to do in order to get the car moving. If you do it slowly, you give yourself time to process that information and all those uh, coordinated movements and then with time and with practice and with experience it all becomes second nature which means it all becomes like automated almost like you do it very easily without even noticing that you are coordinating so many things now speaking is very similar in a way because there are a lot of things to coordinate here too so Coming back to English, in order to practice on your own, when you're practicing speaking, you're preparing a presentation, or you're simply practicing a dialogue part, slow down and pay attention to how you're actually connecting the words and how you are following the line of the conversation or the line of the presentation in order to keep it fluent. If you go too fast, it will be very hard to have time and resources like energy and attention to you know, coordinate all this on the go. If you slow down with time, it will become faster and faster naturally and it will be easier and easier to do it. So this is my tip. Remember, when practicing, speaking, slow down. Just like when you're practicing your guitar scales or your piano, whatever. If you do it slowly, there's time for you, for your brain, actually, to process all that and transform it into more automated ability, basically. Great. Okay, so this is my tip for you on how to practice speaking on your own. Now, let's continue, and we're going to look at some vocabulary now. This vocabulary is all related to solar energy in some way. Now, quite a few of these words are quite technical, so I'm not going to focus on those, but I'm going to focus on those ones that are more like general and, you know, can be useful for anybody. You don't have to work in this industry, but still can be uh, useful for you to know 
these words because today more and more people are installing solar panels in their homes, you know, and it's just it's just becoming more and more used. And why not learn about that in English as well? Now, if this is too fast or you don't understand all these words, don't worry, because at the end of the program, I will tell you where you can find the full video, and I will also put the uh, the notes in the description of the program below here on the page. Okay, so so here's the first one: ACDC. Now, why is this important? ACDC. This is alternating current and direct current or direct current. Now, the reason I'm including this here is because it's an acronym. So, acronyms should be pronounced clearly. I hear this from Spanish speakers a lot, that they they don't say acronyms clearly. Partly because they maybe there's something that they use so many times in a day that they just, uh, they just think it's clear when they say it, but it's not. And so, whenever you say acronyms, make sure that you say the letters separately, so it's clear what you're saying. A C D C, not A C D C, or similar. Okay, right. Next word, capacity. Right. So this word is a technical word, but it can also be used in everyday contexts. So it's a useful word for you to know. Capacity. Next word, emissions. We use this for cars, we use this for factories, so it's not only the solar energy sector, but certainly emissions or zero emissions. You hear this a lot today. You know, the zero emission targets and all that. So, emission, emission. All right, the next one is gigawatts. And the same way, gigabytes and, you know, giga, giga, whatever, when you talk about the internet. It's also related. But here it's about energy. Right, the next word, greenhouse effect. This is also heard a lot today. The greenhouse gases and the greenhouse effect. So this is a word that can be useful for anyone, not just for those people who work in the energy sector. Let's continue. Lighting system. Don't confuse this with lightning. Lightning is a different thing. This is lighting, lighting system. Which, of course, means the system of all the lights that you have in your house, in your home, or wherever lights are installed. Okay, the following word is recharge, recharge. Now again, this is related to the solar energy and the energy sector, but not only because you also recharge your telephone, right? So. So this is a good word for anyone. Recharge. You recharge the batteries of your car, or you recharge the batteries of your telephone, or your tablet, or whatever. Recharge. All right, let me see what else could be interesting here. Yeah, th this one here. Um, power station. This is a good one. Power station. You know, any plant which uh, converts or generates power is called a power station. Okay, here's one. Socket. The socket. This is important because 
it's related to electricity, of course. The socket is where you plug in any electronic device in your home, usually in the wall, right? That's a socket. Right, here's one, solar panel. You know, again, this is kind of technical, but not so much, because wherever you go, more and more, you know, there's there are more and more solar panels that you see on rooftops or in the fields, you know, in different places where, well, where solar energy is captured and transformed into electricity. Because in Spanish it's very similar, solar. Just make sure in English it's solar. It's a different sound combination, solar. Now, when you see the solar panels, what you see is the surface, their surface. You don't see the back of them, usually. You see the surface. And this word, again, is useful in everyday contexts. Make sure it's not surface, because it's not... It looks like face, because when you see it written, the second part of the word reads like face, but you don't read it like that. You don't say it like that. You say surface, surface. The surface of the table or the surface of the earth, you know, any surface is pronounced this way. And here's a word which actually rhymes a lot with the previous one. And this one is surplus. Surplus means more than you need, extra, reserves, you know, that's surplus. But not pronounced as surplus or surplus or whatever. Again, it's, it looks like plus maybe, but it's plus, surplus. And the last one for today is voltage. Again, electronic devices work at a certain voltage or sometimes between ranges, right? But the pronunciation is voltage, not voltage. Sometimes you hear from some students that they say voltage, but it's voltage, tige. Okay, great. Well, this was a little pronunciation practice and some vocabulary maybe. Also, some might have been new for you. And just to make you see that these words work in everyday contexts as well. And of course, there is um, an overlap. So, so words that are technical words are not only used in, you know, in the technical field, but sometimes vocabulary is shared between common language and technical language. Actually, more than sometimes, I think quite often. You're listening to Create English on Ripollet Radio with Gabor Legradi. And we're continuing the program. We have just taken a look at pronunciation. And the next thing that's coming up is how to give your opinion in a meeting or, well, in any situation actually where you're talking to someone, in conversations as well. The thing is that some of these expressions will be kind of more formal meaning that you might not use all of these in a friendly conversation, but some of them can be used. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the expressions and then we're going to talk about their correct pronunciation because as always, in English, pronunciation is so important. It's more than just being clear and sound nice. Pronunciation in English is important also because the rhythm of saying things the stress, the accent, where you put the accent, the stress in a word, in a phrase, determines how clear it will sound to the listener, to the trained listener, advanced speaker or native speaker. 
So the better you learn to manage that and handle that, the easier people will understand you. And it's just good, you know, you will be a more successful communicator. Okay, so let's look at these expressions. First of all, opinion is a very important thing, you know, that's actually one of the most important things we have to exchange, right? What you think about certain things and you share that. Now, how do you say when you have an idea? The most common way to say that is, I think, right? So everybody knows and everybody uses this expression. I think this and that. I think blah, blah, blah. Now, the thing is that we just use this term so much that it kind of leaves no other options. Seems like it leaves no other options, but there are other options. And when you're in business, it's also because of your you know, position uh, in a meeting, it's recommended that you give some variety to the way you speak, but also in everyday use, in just conversational English. It's also nice if you speak with a wider range of vocabulary and, and don't just use the same terms all the time. So I think is a nice one, but don't overuse it. So let's see what you can substitute it or replace it with. As always, if you want the written version of what I'm going to explain now, just check the blog, okay, at createenglish.com slash podcast and look for today's episode. I'm also going to include the link here in the description of the program. Right, so back to opinions. Now, if you want to use I think because you like it so much, and of course we all use this expression a lot, but at least when in a meeting and you use it again and again, give it some other color, like, you know, like other taste. And by using other words, together with I think gives it some variety. For example, you can say, I actually think, I actually think, this is a little bit different from I think, because I actually think indicates some contrast to what you said before or to what somebody else has said before. So you just want to make it clear and you want to emphasize that what you are going to say is going to be different from what the other person said. For even more emphasis, you can say, well, I really think that this really emphasizes that your opinion is a strong opinion. And um, just by using really, you add a different grade to it. You know, it's just, uh, it just gives more emphasis to your opinion. Right. Now, moving on to another expression is, in my opinion. In my opinion. Now, this is an obvious one, and you hear it a lot, and I'm sure you use it also, but there is a tendency of kind of forgetting that this is there, and we kind of just, you know, fall back on I think, I think, I think more. But in my opinion is a nice one. In my opinion, and then you say what you think. Don't use the two together. Like I sometimes hear from students, in my opinion, I think. No, 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 that's redundant. That's too much. You don't use both at the same time. You either say I think or you say in my opinion, but not the two one after the other. Okay, right. 
Another expression here. As far as I know, as far as I know, this is kind of not so much your opinion, but it can be used to express an opinion because your opinion is always based on certain experience and knowledge. So you just approach it from a different angle, and instead of saying what you think, you say, as far as I know, and then you say, what do you think? Okay? Right. Another one. Well, this is more formal, but it's nice. To my mind, this plan or this suggestion is not feasible. Now, this is a formal expression. To my mind, it means the way I think. Okay? I think, in my opinion, to my mind. But it's used in more formal contexts. A less formal expression would be, and this one actually is one that you can use in just everyday contexts, is the way I see it, the way I see it, and then you say your opinion. So when somebody said something and you have a different opinion, or you want to complement it with your point of view, you can say, well, the way I see it is this and that, all right? Okay, now for more formal contexts, perhaps there are three more here, right? I would say, I feel. So you can, you can also express your opinion by saying the word feel, but of course feel means emotions, you know, but it's used in the sense of thinking here. So, again, there's a proposal, there's a, a suggestion, and then you say, well, I feel this would be too early, or I feel this would be a little surprising, or I feel this would be inappropriate. Again, a little formal, quite formal, I think, in, uh, in business context or in a meeting context, but it gives variety, again, to the, you know, the classical, I think, I think, I think. And um, here, I'm convinced. This is a good one. Instead of saying, I think, when you really think that something is one or another way, then here's the expression, I'm convinced that. And then you say what? I'm convinced that this would work. Or I'm convinced that this would not work. Whatever your opinion is, this is a nice way to replace the I think version, you know, of giving opinion. So, in summary, let me just read these one after the other for pronunciation. I think, I actually think, in my opinion, I feel this would be as far as I know, or as far as I know, I'm convinced that people would, I'm in favor of, I really do think we should, to my mind, this suggestion is the way I see it, this could be 
Right, so hope this helps. It gives you some variety. So next time you are in a business meeting, the company, or even you just want to pick up one or two different ways of giving opinion in a conversation, here are these suggestions. Some of them are more conversational. Some of them are more formal, as I have explained. Good luck with using these. Okay, I hope they help. Right. Well, in the remaining time that we have, I'd like to talk about something that I always talk about <laughs> because it's so important in English and it's, uh, it's related to the, uh, the way English works, the rhythm of the language. So if this is not new to you, you are going to hear you know, things that I have mentioned before. But if this is the first time you hear this, then listen closely because, because this is uh, really um, something that uh, plays a big role in how English is spoken and how you can improve your spoken English and also how you can improve your understanding of spoken English. So it's all about rhythm. Rhythm determines how English distributes the syllables and you know how the phrases sound and how the words are connected and all that. And learners often say that, well, you know, they don't speak English well enough because or they don't understand English well enough because they don't know enough vocabulary. And of course, while this is true in you know many occasions, it's not the only reason. And you know, it's very simple to to see this whenever you listen to any audio, any YouTube video or whatever you do, when you switch on the subtitles, you will be surprised how many words you actually understand when they are written down. But when you hear the speaker speak, they just don't come across. You understand maybe 50% of it. So the reason is not vocabulary, because if you know the words, that's not the only reason, maybe not even the main reason sometimes. So then what is it? Well, it's rhythm. So what does this mean? Well, if you want to improve your listening comprehension skills, in addition to working on vocabulary, which is of course a nice thing, an important thing to do, you always want to improve your vocabulary because uh, if you're looking for ways to express yourself in a more varied way, you know, you need new vocabulary. If you want to advance in English, of course you will want to have more vocabulary. But at the same time, improving your listening skills is essential. And to improve your listening skills, you need to know what to do and you need to know how to do it. Okay? So what and how? This is called training. All right? To help you with that, I uh, am going to talk about one aspect, which is the rhythm. Getting the rhythm right in English is so important for the clarity of communication. Uh, we won't have time to go into details here today on the program, but I'm going to include the link also to um, a mini lesson that you can check out uh, where I explain in more detail and with examples so that you can understand what this is, you can learn about it, and you can practice with examples. This is a free lesson you know, that you can check out. It's part of a longer training. 
but uh, this one focuses on one aspect, which is rhythm. That's not the whole picture, of course, because pronunciation and comprehension, English spoken English comprehension, is more complex than that. But rhythm plays such an important part in it. So, great. I hope you've enjoyed the program today. Hope to talk to you next time as well. And let me just uh, give you a quick summary of what we've done today. First, we talked about how to practice speaking on your own, what to do. I gave you some tips there. Then we looked at a series of vocabulary items, uh, that words and expressions that are used in the solar energy sector, but can also be used in everyday contexts, in general English contexts. And then we looked at some other expressions used in meetings, expressions that are useful to replace I think, I think, I think, which is the most common way to say your opinion, to introduce your opinion. So this was Create English for today on Ripollet Radio with Gabor Legradi. I hope to talk to you next time and have a great month. And for my notes and more practice exercises, go to createenglish.com slash podcast. Create English with one E in the middle, just like the name of this program, where I will include the summary of today's program. And you can also check out my previous programs from there as well. Take care and talk to you next time. Bye now.